You are now listening to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast, where we say life is all about chances and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I'm your host, Joy. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 40. Get over procrastination, get into purpose. This episode is the first in a new series that I'm doing called Heart to Heart, where I'm doing live coaching sessions with people who have written in with their questions and comments regarding areas of their lives where they may need support, guidance, or insight. If you would like to submit your story or question, please send me an email to hello at joyhearts.com. This first letter is from a woman who is seeking support with procrastination and lack of focus. She writes, First, I'd like to say that I believe that there are no blockages, problems, or obstacles in the universe except for the ones we create in our minds and make real with our choices. There are circumstances, but how we choose to respond and react is what creates our reality. I say this to make clear that I do not see myself as a victim, but as a person making certain choices that I'd like to change. The main area where this procrastination and lack of focus shows up is in my efforts to create my own online videos and show. I know that I have the talent and the skills to do it, and I've had six months. I was gladly laid off my full-time job and decided to take a six-month break to create the show, but now I'm in month five and I don't have much to show for it. To give myself some credit, I had to take the time to figure out what my life purpose is at this time, what form this manifestation will take, the name, the format, etc. I changed my mind a couple of times and I got feedback from others. I decided on the show and created a great name and the format and I actually filmed one and I'm working on the opening sequence for each episode. But that doesn't feel like much when I've had so much time. I don't work on it every day. I don't stay up late grinding. I travel, spend time with my family, handle other issues in life. I volunteered, hosted an amazing gala where I raised a record amount of funding, took a meditation class, I worked part-time, etc. And I ended up losing focus. It has taken me until today to just write this email. Some issues that come into play are feeling like I don't know where to start, feeling overwhelmed and intimidated when I look at all that has to be done, feeling the pressure of wanting everything to be perfect, lack of organizing or game plan. And I read that sometimes you have the most resistance to the things that are the most important to the evolution of your soul, or perhaps it's just pure laziness. This situation feels like a metaphor for my life. I have never worked really, really hard on anything. Of course, I've put in work, but I've never given anything my absolute all. My intelligence, personality, talent, look, skills, and amount of work I was willing to do was usually enough. Usually, I will do the work right at the deadline, and that pressure is what forces me to produce. All that I produce is high quality. It's just that I wait to do it for some reason. When I put my mind to something, I get it. So I'm excited to learn the skills to overcome this quote-unquote obstacle, as literally nothing can stop me once I decide to give it my all. Now that I am seeking to be an entrepreneur, working halfway isn't going to cut it. This is my time to learn this life lesson. I don't necessarily believe that you have to grind all the time to be successful, but you do have to put in the action to back up or move your vision forward. I know that I have what it takes, but I'm resistant for some reason to act upon it. Thanks much. So in this episode, I offer her some questions that she might ask herself so she can sort of demystify and get very clear about what is her process and her purpose in doing this online video project. I also give her some practical tools for how to manage and prioritize the things on her to-do list so she can actually make progress. So without further ado, here is episode 40 of the Real Matters of the Heart podcast. Get out of procrastination, get into purpose.
So let's let's just jump right into just having you sort of talk to me about where you are and where you'd like me to sort of see if I can support you. Sure. I feel like one of the main challenges that I have in life is procrastination. Mm. Now, that can be it's not typically as bad with small mundane things like you know just regular things Mm -hmm. uh, grocery you know it's not it really doesn't show up there it shows up in the most important places Mm -hmm. such as like you know i'd like to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. i want to pursue passion projects Mm -hmm. i want to exercise you know there's Mm -hmm. very very important so it seems like when i'm when I've been thinking about a project or a business or a big change that I want to make, I tend to talk myself out of it mm. because it feels like there's so much to do. I don't know where to start. Mm. Um, it feels overwhelming. And so I end up, you know, kind of getting in this cycle in my head where I start making plans. Then I'll allow myself to get distracted. I'll put mm. it off. And I don't end up pursuing a lot of the things that I want to pursue, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's frustrating because I know I have the talent. Mm -hmm. I know I have the skill. People tell me all the time. I know it's there, but my own lack of action, which Mm -hmm. is totally in my, you know, control and my choice, Mm -hmm. preventing me from going to the next level um, and doing some of the things that I want to do. and it's it's frustrating and i want to figure out how i can break the cycle yeah well um you're not alone which i'm sure you know that (laughs) i'm sure you know that procrastination is a huge thing it comes up a lot for me with clients and and we work through it in a lot of different ways and some of the things just um that i'll ask you are just things that i've seen come up in various scenarios And one thing that stood out for me is that you said your procrastination shows up in the most important things, right? And so I'm wondering sort of if just that framework of it being like this big, important thing, because another thing you said was sometimes it just, you know, you get overwhelmed by it. And so I'm wondering if even just you looking at things with this idea that this is a big, important thing, how much of that could potentially be you maybe not wanting to drop the ball or, or what we would call a failure if it doesn't end up the way we want it to. Or, you know, you have all these expectations and you have this high standard because you do have confidence in your ability to, to, to do it. Sometimes that high standard that we create for ourselves when we have that confidence then scares us away from even starting because it's like, if I don't meet this high standard that I've set, does it mean that I've failed? Does it mean that I'm inadequate? Because we didn't take it personally, or we look at it as some sort of reflection of who we are, right, as a person. And so I'm wondering how much of you not being able to get started or or keep going is rooted in this sort of the bigness of it. Um, absolutely. I think okay. that a lot of it is rooted. That makes sense. A lot of it is rooted in feeling mm-hmm. like I'm building it up Mm-hmm. to be such this big this big deal this life or death <laughs> you, you know yeah, yeah. Um, choice and right. th- that that you can build it up so much where it feels like a mountain or an mm-hmm. obstacle that you can't really overcome so perhaps 
you know, I like what you're saying, perhaps, you know, I need to switch my thinking about it and mm -hmm. rather than seeing it as something big, it's really just a series of small, you know, steps that you take to progress towards, you know, what it is that you want. I mean, right. So when thinking about if you have a particular thing in mind at this moment that you don't mind sharing about in terms of an idea that you have, and obviously not giving away all your juice, but like, you know, just, just something that you have in mind in particular that you want to work on, what would it look like for you to look at the big picture and then maybe zoom in on areas of it, chunks of it? What would that look like? Well, um, so the main thing that I want to pursue would be like it would be um a youtube series mm -hmm. um a series a show you know where um i'm talking to the camera and i also interview guests mm -hmm. um so there's that aspect of it and then i'd like to follow it up with like live like in-person kind of you know events mm -hmm. um, on that particular thing right um, so that feels big because yeah. what happens is I start thinking, okay, do I need to buy a special camera? Or no, maybe I can do it on my phone. Okay, well, how often do I need to do this? Oh my God, I have to do my hair first. Oh my gosh, <laughs> who, who am I going to interview for it? Are they going to say no? Oh, wait, don't I need a logo? Do I need to copyright? Who's going to edit this? I don't know how to edit. Do I have to learn how? I'm not good at technology. Like, it just goes. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of the things that my mentor told me some years ago, because similarly, I'm always diving into stuff that I, in retrospect, will say, like, I didn't have no business doing this, right? <laughs> and and, I, and I, I say it's like a gift and the curse because like my ignorance allows me to jump into things not realizing how big it is, but then my ignorance in the midst of how big it is scares me and I'm like, what, what was I thinking? So it's like, it kind of bites me in the ass along the way, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, but one of the things my mentor said to me in sharing that element in the beginning and really throughout, but particularly in the beginning when it's big and it's scary and you don't know and you have a bunch of question marks, the only question mark that you really need to be the most concerned about and the biggest question is the why, mm. right? And um, when you become clear about your why, one, you become convicted, right? About there just is no way that I cannot do this. Like I must. Right. So when you get very, very clear about your why, that conviction really keeps you grounded and keeps you focused and keeps you disciplined. And the second question mark is the what, meaning like, what is it? So like, why do I want to do this thing? And then what is the thing? Right. And meaning like, so my why is like, you know, I have this story. I want to impact this person, reach this audience, whatever. That's your why. Sort of like I feel like there's this need in the world and my why for doing what I'm going to be doing is to meet that need. And then the what is what am I going to do to meet that need? So in your case, you know, your why is whatever is your why for the live events and the content that you want to produce and the stories you want to tell with your YouTube series and the interviews and the live events. Right. So that's your why. But then the what is the actual series and all the things. And those are the two main questions. Why being the biggest, most important one. And then the what being sort of like the secondary, I guess, like the one B, right? There's like one A is why. And then one B is what. And so with the what, just write down everything. So you know, like, 
I'm going to be on camera. So I have to, whatever that means about your appearance and your topics, whatever things are pertinent to what you're going to produce, what things do I need? And then once you get clear about that, I'm going to share with you this chart that is really incredibly helpful for me in terms of breaking down all the other things that can ultimately cause us to to halt our process right so is that even making sense to you like have you done the why piece yet i don't know if i've thought about it quite like that but mm-hmm. yes i mm-hmm. first of all yes it makes complete and perfect sense okay because what it comes down to is your purpose mm-hmm. um, and yes i do know i know the why okay um, okay um i want to help people right and then and then and and part of that why is being and you don't have to share that information here but for your own good for the for the sake of your process make it as detailed and as specific and as nuanced as possible so that it becomes so incredibly clear like what you're doing because the bigness of the project can be overwhelming. And if you don't sort of zero it in on what you're doing, then it just, it starts to take on its own life form, right? So everything that you will do, all your what, those are all just tools and resources for your why. So when your why is laser clear, all the what sort of begins to align and things that are not necessary or relevant you can easily identify and, and, and rid yourself of because that's what's happening right now. You have a lot of noise about the third question, which is typically the one that stops us, which is the how question. Gotcha. Right. So the how question is usually the, where the one where we start to hit our brakes because then it's like, I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I don't have the equipment. I don't know how I don't, whatever the things we start telling ourselves about how all the things that we need to do, whatever it is we want to do that we don't have or don't know or can't figure out or whatever. So get clear. Like I know that it's really easy to have a broad sense. Like even when I began coaching, it was like, I want to, you know, same, same thing. I want to help people. Right. But it was like, help them do what? And then help what people, like all people, or is there a specific audience of people? What are you helping them with? Like, what's the thing that you know you can bring to the table? And like, and the more I was like asking myself those questions, the more I was able to narrow it down. Like, oh, I want to serve people who they're now calling the quote unquote zennials, right? Who got caught up in this age where we were raised one way to think one thing about how the world was going to be, and then when we got there and it was time to apply those rules, the rules don't no longer were relevant; they were obsolete. And a lot of us got caught up on the fence. We don't know which way to go. All the jobs that we were supposed to be getting that we went to college for didn't exist <laughs> right anymore because computers took them over or whatever happened. And so we sort of were groomed for a world that was gone by the time we were supposed to enter it. And what I understand is that like I get to support people becoming very clear about how they make that transition. And oftentimes it's stories like yours where it's people who are like, I want to be an entrepreneur because that's the way of the world right now. But we didn't get those tools. So we're just kind of like, I don't know where to start. Whereas people who are just underneath us, you know, like five, six years beneath us, were raised in a world where YouTube stars were a thing and social media was a thing and creating apps and develop, like all that was like very much a part of the language they spoke and were taught in class. 
So they seem to be equipped. And then there are the people who are just five or six years above us in the age who caught on right before the world did that real shift and they were like settled a little bit in their careers. And so they're there. So we're just kind of in the middle, like looking lost. <laughs> like, I don't really know the tech world that really well. I'm sort of just keeping up barely just so I don't look like, you know, irrelevant, but also this, you know, work the same job for 40 years until I retire life doesn't really appeal to me either. Right. So what's happening? So I'm saying all that to say that when I started off with, I want to help people, I had to ask myself some very specific questions about how to figure out like what people in what kind of way. So I want to ask you that. And if you, if you're open to sharing sort of like, when you think about like who you want to help, like what is your message and who do you feel like would be impacted the most in the most meaningful way by that message? Mm, that is good. Okay, so I'm kind of just thinking off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this gets to be a process because you'll chip away at it. It'll evolve over time. Okay. Um, I would say that my who do I want to help? It eventually I like it to be broader, but to focus in, I would say um my people who look like me i mean in terms of age mm -hmm. so i guess the age range would be you know from 30 to 40 perhaps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly female so women mm -hmm. who are both in similar and dissimilar you know positions that i am so mm -hmm. kind of like you said you know um career-wise you know women who either have are settled in a career or who are entrepreneurs, um, women who, you know, may be married currently or, or not, or thinking mm -hmm. about it or, you know, navigating, you know, um, relationships of any kind. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say it would be women within kind of, my target audience is, you know, the, a, a broad, broader audience of my friends and social circle. So. Okay, so what's, so, so far what's clear is women between 30 to 40, mm -hmm. everything else feels very up in the air. What is the message meaning like for these women in this age group who I know you're saying like they're navigating sort of a very ambiguous time in their lives, maybe with regard to their relationship and or their career. So what's your message to them? So I think also there, I think at this age, a lot of us are just navigating our identity in general. So relationships, mm -hmm. um, you know, money, career, mm -hmm. um, and also understanding who we are, what our purpose is, what, mm -hmm. what are we doing here? Um, mm -hmm. And that's, as you can see, something that you're helping me with. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, you know, I grew up, um, not necessarily as a religious person, but more mm -hmm. um, kind of in the spiritual, mm -hmm. kind of new age thought, ancient wisdom, um, mm -hmm. spiritual kind of um, philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, so that is something that I think may set me apart from a lot of, um, you know, people. For me, um, the background in spirituality coupled with the fact that I grew up traveling. Um, mm -hmm. My mom retired from the airlines and my family, our thing was travel since, since I've been, you know, a very small child, I've been mm -hmm. 
all over the world and have the opportunity to see what culture and spirituality mm-hmm. and all that looks like, um, you know, in drastically different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of informed my worldview. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a unique offering that I have mm-hmm. um, because it was a, a benefit that I had growing up. So I want to bring spiritual lessons that mm-hmm. I've learned and that I'm learning mm-hmm. um, to the lives you know, of my peers so that we can kind of explore and learn together. Okay. I think I want to make spirituality, I want to make um, finding one's purpose, I want to make um, those things um, a priority. I want to make those things cool. I want to make that, you know, being kind of like a spiritual gangster, um, mm-hmm. something that people aspire to be. And I don't necessarily profess to have, you know, reach any higher level of, um, you know, um, enlightenment, but mm-hmm. I read and I study and I work on myself and mm-hmm. I work to learn and correct lessons from the past. That's mm-hmm. a passion of mine spirituality. So I would say um, my goal is to awaken the spirituality um, within my peers and to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. as I learn, I want to teach. And as they learn, you know, I want to share. So I want to kind of create a community um, of women who are um, conscious and self-aware. Okay. So you've said a lot a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can see why it would be intimidating to sort of move forward because you are talking about a lot of things that are very broad, very big, also very intimate, and usually, especially in our culture, very private, right? How people pray, to whom they pray, if they pray at all, um, is a very typically private and intimate element of people's lives. I think though um, we are in a climate culturally where uh, sharing these types of things is becoming more, not even just acceptable, but more um, like just more prominent, right? Like we've all got perspectives and we all have platforms upon which to share those perspectives. And so it's coming out. If it informs your life, then likely it's showing up in and how you engage in, in social media and otherwise. So I think that the, clim- the climate is certainly primed for something like that. With that said, I mean, there's, I just saw something the other day, apparently like Sephora is about to start selling like crystals. I saw that. Or something like that. So the world commercially is even becoming open to the idea of exploring the more sort of, to your point, ancient less uh, religious sort of ways of, of, of spiritual living and more sort of holistic, naturalistic, all those types of things. Yeah. So it becomes important to, again, even deeper than that, go, okay, so then spirituality with regard to what, right? Like, I heard you talking about like purpose. And so when we talk about purpose, are we talking about purpose as career or purpose as, you know, place in the world, purpose in your family, purpose in your friendships, purpose for how you handle self? Like, and that's what I'm saying about like the more you can chisel away at the message and the more you can chisel away at what you understand to be your gift in communicating your experience of having traveled and seen the world and 
having all these perspectives that many people have not been and likely will not be privy to when, when it comes to travel and the different cultures and practices and, uh, you know, ceremonial ritual things of different uh, places, how does all that inform what you bring through and through your personal lens of, through your own studies, your own experiences, your own understandings and interpretations of all of that. And then it comes to a place where you can say, okay, now this is how I'm going to support you in applying these ideas, concepts, theories to purpose in what kinds of ways, right? Purpose as a mom, purpose as a wife, purpose as a friend. And, and to your point, it could apply so incredibly broadly, and it does. And I think part of how we get to, to be more succinct in how we're going to do this work is to be honest with ourselves about where we're the most valuable, mm-hmm. right? Because it's easy to sort of get into this idea of like, well, this is really, this can really help everybody. It could, but like, how are you the most valuable? Who do you connect with? Because at the end of the day, doing this work, uh, it, and it is work, right? Like we talk all the time about like, oh, when you're doing your purpose and when you're doing what you love, you don't work a day in your life. And that is false. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that today. That is false. Um, you work and you work incredibly hard and you work that much harder because it is what you love and because you do have a high standard and because you are serving the world in a way that you're deeply passionate about. So you oftentimes find it difficult to stop working and to draw the line between your work and your personal being because it is so near and dear to you. So you absolutely will be working. And because of that, you want to create a work environment within yourself and around yourself that is conducive to really optimizing your gifts and where you're the most impactful. And so if that is with women in your age group, if that is with married women in your age group, or if that is with married women of color in your age group, and then you keep chiseling it down until you're at a very specific, like, sort of niche, because then from there, you know, your work will be discovered and people will see it and whoever can get whatever gem from it, they will. And then from there, your, your business evolves and the work that you do evolves and your audience evolves. But in the beginning, when you're starting, it's, you need to be very clear about who you're talking to so that you can deliver the message in a language they understand. If you're trying to reach too many people, you're going to miss too many people. Right? Like, it's, it, it ain't for everybody, even if it is. Because there's enough people doing this work that, you know, they're going to find the message from the messenger who speaks uh, most authentically to their heart, to their spirit, to their understanding, right? So when you're clear about who you are talking to, then you can, you can craft a message that's going to meet them in the spaces of life. Yeah. And that's, I think, and then again, and even in doing that, chiseling all that down, what that will support you doing is chiseling down sort of all the bigness of what you're creating. Cause you're not trying to do this catch all net of like reaching all the people. You're like, I just need to reach this little section. And how do I do that? And then that becomes much more approachable. Right? Yeah. Do you see yeah. how the, how it translates? Absolutely. I mean, when you ask me what, you know, you know what um what do you want to do you know mm-hmm. what, what is 
for me, if it's hard for me to even answer that, or who is your audience, mm -hmm. it's difficult for me to answer that. Of course, it's been difficult for me to pursue it because mm -hmm. most basic questions I haven't necessarily, you know what I mean? I haven't mm -hmm. it down to an exact clear vision. So mm -hmm. that makes total sense. Like even when you said, okay, maybe let's just say your audience is married women, but then I'm like, oh no, not everyone can get married. Mm -hmm. You know, what about gay women? What about women mm -hmm. who don't? When I get married, what about you know somebody yeah. like, oh, like, oh no, I don't want to cut some, you know, people others out, other people out. So but you're right. It's not a matter of cutting out. It's a matter, like you said, of understanding where is my voice most valuable. Mm -hmm. Um and just knowing who am I talking to and what is the reason and what am I saying. And I realized through this conversation, I've got to get much, much clearer. And I'm excited to get clearer mm. about that because that is where I think my, my, the beginning of my solution is to feeling mm. like too much. It is too much. That's why. Yeah. It's too much. Exactly. So then when you're clear about who you're talking to, that's going to support you about, like I said, crafting a message that really is going to meet that person. And then, and then once you've crafted the message and then the next step is like figuring out, okay, well, how do I capture the message, whether that's going to be on camera or however you're going to do it. And then it becomes about doing sort of just like the step-by-step -step process. And before you know it, you've got your first video and you've got your first, you know, interview, and then you're planning your first event. And it all started from just getting very, very clear about who am I talking to and how do I craft a message that is going to meet her, him, it, <laughs> in the spaces of life where I see value, where I think I can shine a light where there hasn't been one bright enough just yet. And so if that is taking all of my travel experience and all my exposure to all these cultures and then applying it to what it looks like to prepare yourself to be a partner and it doesn't necessarily have to be wife. It could just be, you know, in, a, in an intimate partnership, which can be a catch-all for women who are in same-sex relationships or whatever that may be. Um, and, and so then it's like, well, how do I apply this divine spiritual understanding of multicultural experiences to a woman who is in a season of wanting to prepare herself to find her intimate partnership? Mm. And, and, and what is that message? And what is my message about intimate partnership? And how does my understanding of spirituality, how does my spiritual lens um, impact my understanding of uh, intimate partnership? And how is that showing up? And, and, and when I'm communicating that message, what are the key things I want this woman to know, this person to know? You see what I'm saying? And then the more you do that, the, the more you get in the practice of really developing your message. And then you just continue, because like you said, you're committed to doing the work for yourself. As you continue to evolve personally, your work will continue to evolve and your message will continue to evolve. And then your audience will continue to evolve. And then you're doing it. Yeah. Right? But it's, it has to start as something that is very, very clear to you. Yeah. Right. And I tell people all the time, if we're saying that life is a journey, right, if I'm going on a road trip, I don't just hop in my car and start driving. I get clear about what's my address. Maybe am I going to take the freeway versus service streets? Am I checking the scenic route? You know, I, you start getting these ideas and you narrow down how you're going to approach this this journey that you're going on. And the very first thing you become clear about is where you intend to end up. 
that's that's part of it now the difference though between this life journey and the road trip is that you don't necessarily always end up quote unquote where you intended to and sometimes your intended destination changes along the way which is also fine it's just that when it changes be aware that it has changed and know that you're moving towards that it doesn't mean you can't change your mind it's just know that you be aware that you have right 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 because if you don't have a general road map you're definitely going to get lost and you're going to end up nowhere because you weren't going anywhere in particular like <laughs> Exactly. So, so you know, it's 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 really um, as simple uh, as that. Meaning, like conceptually, but the work, of course, is not easy, right? So, it's simple but not easy is what is really what this is. It's just a matter, but but simplifying it makes it approachable, and it makes the work that you will do. Because again, it's not easy, but it makes the work that you will do worth it because it's meaningful, it's impactful, it's, you know, it's making use of your gifts and your passion. So you, you're willing to do that. You're willing to figure out how to get the camera or what you got to do, right? right. Um, because that becomes less of a burden and more of like a, an invitation to, to level up. Mm -hmm. Because you see, like, this can't be the reason why I don't get the message. Like, not having a camera can't be the reason why I don't get this message out. Like, that can't right. be Right, right. Right, that can't be it. So, that's, that's something that I, um, like, on the more, like, sort of existential, right, if you will, like, level of things. But then there's also, like, the more practical level of things, which is, like, the actual of getting things done right so once you've done the depth work and figuring out who the audience and the message and sort of the very very existential like self stuff which is what you'll be pouring into the work then there's the practical like okay to-do list i hope you're enjoying episode 40 of the real matters of the heart podcast getting over procrastination so you can get into your purpose. If you're finding this information helpful, then you're definitely going to want to check out my latest project, The Club of Hearts. The Club of Hearts is a subscription-based online marketplace for personal and professional development. Each month, we'll produce a virtual workshop with concrete, actionable steps to support you in moving closer to your goals. We're going to cover everything from how to heal your wounds to attract healthy relationships, tips and tools for how to build and expand your business, addressing the issues and concerns about mental health in our community, even developing a mindset that's going to support you in managing and overcoming your fears so you can create the life you desire. The facilitators of these workshops are educators, entrepreneurs, and experts from a range of different industries, and we're bringing you nothing but the best. For more information about the Club of Hearts, please visit www.patreon.com slash club of hearts that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n the link is in the show notes now back to episode 40 of real matters of the heart getting over procrastination so you can get into your purpose there's something called the eisenhower box have you ever heard of that no president eisenhower quoted as saying what is important is seldom urgent and what is urgent is seldom important the exercise or the Eisenhower box is something that is like a, it's a tool that you can use to sort of prioritize your tasks. Because once you have figured out your why and your what, 
the how question does it is a factor it's not necessarily top of the list because i believe part of my spiritual belief and understanding is that like your gifts will make room for you and once you become clear about your why and you align your will to do the work the how starts to flow in you start meeting people who are like oh yeah you can you know use my camera and you're like what you know what i mean or whatever and you start sort of aligning yourself with opportunities to manifest this thing that you believe so passionately is is part of your why you're here right and so but the the how is still a factor so with that in mind this eisenhower box is a tool that you can use and i i would um i would encourage you to to write it down because this is this is a it's a great way to to kind of keep your mind clear so essentially what you do is you could take a piece of paper and fold it into fold it in half the long way and then fold it in half you know like the short way so you're creating four boxes basically or you could just draw the lines make you know make a t in the middle and, and draw the lines but you want to have four boxes mm -hmm. and so the the top left box is going to be marked urgent and the top right box is going to be marked not urgent right and then alongside the left side margin you're going to write at the top box important and the bottom box not important now the thing is language can get you know tricky so you don't want to see it not important and just sort of be like meh whatever because right. it's on the list so it needs to be done but maybe just it could possibly wait or whatever and so you kind of want to have and so in within those four boxes you have your do box your decide box, your delegate box, and your delete box, hmm. right? And those four boxes, so you've got four boxes. I'm, I want you to like, have the picture of it. So you've got the four boxes, the do box, the decide box, or the top two boxes, and the, the bottom two boxes are delegate and delete, okay. right? And so in the do box, you wanna ask yourself sort of what things need to happen right now, and those are the important and urgent things. So if there's something that has like a, a, um, a time sort of restraint on it, if there's something, just anything that feels like this has to get done, like I can't not do it, and it has to get done sooner than later, right? Like you can't be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll shoot the content later after I talk to the editor. It's like, well, you're not talking to the editor about anything if you don't have content. Right. So that has to happen first, right? So kind of creating this order this hierarchy of importance, right? So that in the do box, like what things are important and, and also urgent that I need to do right now or do sooner than later, right? And then the decide box, which are things that are still important, but maybe just not urgent, right? So it's things like, um, what things do I need to do, but I can like put them on my calendar, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, this needs to get done, but I can put it on my calendar for next Friday so that I don't forget to do it, but it's not an urgent thing, right? So um, that could be whatever things are on your task. That could be, you know, looking for, starting to look for shoot locations or starting to think about, you know, um, I don't know, ideas for on-camera on outfits, you know, things like that that are like need to be done, but they're not necessarily urgent because you're not getting ready to shoot right now today. Right. Right. But you need to start thinking about it so that when it is time, you have something to work with. Does that make sense? That makes so that's sense. your decide box that's important but not urgent. Mm -hmm. So then when you go down to the second half of the list, there's the delegate box. And those are things that are urgent, 
but not important. Meaning like they need to be done, but maybe somebody else could do it for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So like maybe somebody else could be designing your logo for you. And then you could just sort of check back in with them and say yes or no, but that's not something you need to be dedicating hours and hours to, especially if that's not your specialty in, in terms of like graphic design. Right? right. So it's an urgent thing. You need to get that done. It's part of your brand, but you can delegate that to someone else. And then the final box is the, the not important and also not urgent box. Those are typically the things that we, uh, allow to distract us because they're easiest so it's the things like oh but i I really haven't seen my friend in a long time so i'm gonna just go and catch up with her and have dinner instead of doing the other things in the other three boxes Uh right but it feels important because she's my friend and i miss her and but really you know what I mean? Or, oh, but I know, but the new, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I know I got things to do, but it's just this one day I'm going to binge watch the show on Netflix. No, that's one day that you could have been doing something in the other three boxes. So those are the things that we can delete, right? Those are the things yeah. that we need to get really honest with ourselves about what we're choosing and how we're investing our time and what is the, whether or not that that's moving us closer to our intentions. That's a big one. Yeah. Cause that, that's the one, that's the one that we get caught up in. I just got caught up on Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels important because we say things like, this is my self care and I right. <laughs> work so hard and I deserve this day off or whatever. And that's, that's something that I'm always telling people, like we've got to change our language around this stuff mm-hmm. because we, even with our diet, like we'll call it cheat day or we'll call it, we'll, we'll say it's a treat. I earned this. Right. And it's like, okay. Let's think about this. Right. Your goal is to lose weight. And you've worked out five days out of the seven days this week. And now it's, you know, Saturday night and you're out and you want to have dessert and you're justifying it by saying, I've earned this. What you're essentially saying is I have earned the right to sabotage all the work that I've done to move closer to the goal that I've set for myself. Mm. That's really what you're saying. Yeah. Like I have worked so hard this week to move, to lose weight. And that's been my goal. And tonight I've earned the right to eat this thing. That's going to sabotage all that work. I've earned it. I deserve this. Right. And it's like, do you, do you deserve that? But because of the language we use around that kind of stuff, it doesn't allow us to really get honest about what we're really doing. Yeah. Right. And so we sit down and we binge watch the shows. We choose the dinner with the friend. And I'm not saying those things can't happen. But what I'm saying is when you're consistently choosing those things over the scout location, over the, you know, whatever other things you could be doing, how is that impacting you? And is it something that you really have earned and deserve? Do you really deserve to not live the life that you say you want? Right. For the price of watching a Netflix show or for the price of, catching up with a friend who I'm sure if you said, I would really love to hang out with you, but I'm working on this project that's near and dear to me. And I just need to stay focused. I'm in flow right now. I'm getting really, I'm getting a lot done. I'm being being very productive and I just want to keep the ball rolling. Can we plan for a future date? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, you could come over, maybe we can spend some time together. You could help me bounce ideas off. You could listen to me so that we're getting this quality time, but you're also supporting my, my goals, right? And, and maybe that's a way we can connect and spend some time together. 
you know what I'm saying? And like really beginning, beginning to prioritize what it is we, we set out to create and, and, and changing the way we think about it so that we don't give ourselves permission to sabotage and call it a treat. Right. Because what you're, when you work hard, you're working hard to earn something, mm-hmm. but what you're working to earn is not, you know, a piece of cake. You're working to earn the body that you wanted and the health mm-hmm. that you wanted and the fitness mm-hmm. that you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I want to work to, to earn, you know, um, a career or a business that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. I'm not working to take you know, time off away from Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. you're right. It's like just the way, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with doing those things. But like you said, the way that we couch it, the way we perceive it is is Mm -hmm. I earned this thing. It's like, no, 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 you're working to earn (laughs) that. You know, what you're doing. Right, 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 right. And again, I think it's so important to emphasize, I'm not saying you can't do those things, not to enjoy those things. What I'm saying is, Call it what it is. Right, right. So that when you do it, you're not tricking yourself. You need to be, part of self-awareness is honesty. Yes. And, and honesty, the, the word, the root word, honesty, honor, is to honor your intention. Yes. If your intention is to create this thing, then you have to be honest with yourself about whether or not the choices you're making is moving you towards that. That's right. And if the choices you're making are not moving you towards that, it's not a treat. Right. <laughs> it's not a treat. Like, it just isn't. And it's okay if you choose it. Just don't choose it and call it something that it's not. Choose it and say, you know what? I'm playing hooky today. Right. Or I'm, I am, I'm consciously choosing to step away from what I'm creating for whatever reason. Maybe I need a mental break. Maybe I'm whatever it is. But Give it language that is telling the truth about what's happening so that you don't disillusion yourself about then you wake up two months later and you're still trying to figure out why you haven't got anything done. And it's, you're not, you can't make the connection because you haven't been telling yourself the truth about the choices you've been making. That's right. If you don't take responsibility for the choices that you're making, you're making yourself a victim. Exactly. Like, oh no, I didn't get it done. And you believe the stories you tell yourself. You believe the stories you tell yourself. That's why you tell them yourself. That's you. You tell yourself this is a treat because it it calms you down. It makes you not feel anxious about doing the thing when you say it's a treat. Nobody wants to do the fun thing and feel guilty about it. Right. So they tell themselves that they've earned the fun thing, and that's fine. But the problem is, what the result of the fun thing and what is going to happen on the other side of that. If it's not what you intended to do, something's off. There's a dissonance. There's a disconnect. It's incongruent. And when you keep telling yourself the story of it's a treat, it's a reward, I earned it. And then two, three months down the line, you've not made any progress to your goals. And you're trying to figure out why. And you're frustrated and you're annoyed and you're questioning. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I didn't hear right when I prayed about it. Whatever you're saying Mm -hmm. to yourself. You're putting it on everything, and to your point, you're making yourself the victim, so you're not able to own how you participated in that. Tell it. So it's so important that we tell ourselves the truth, right? And so that delete box, that final box, mm-hmm. is might be full, right? It might be full of things that you get to really 
before you just discard it, really look at it and say like, these are my vices. These are the things that are going to tempt me. I need to be prepared. I need to have a plan in place for when I'm tempted to do these things. So that could be, you know, okay, well, I will watch one episode instead of one full season. Right. I will set aside time that will be designated for that so that when I do it, I won't feel guilty, but it will also be calculated into my process such that it doesn't take away from my progress. Mm. Right? Like, whatever. Like, be honest with yourself about, like, okay, I know I'm going to do these things. How do I make it so that it doesn't take away from the bigger picture? Yes. And that's what I'm saying about being honest. Because if you try to pretend like you can just not do it, well, that's also not true. That's also not true. And, that's and, then, not true. Right. And, I'm, and I'm not saying it's not true because you lack self-discipline or whatever. What I'm saying is it has some value to you. You enjoy yeah. it. it. Whatever value it has to you, I'm not saying to discard everything that has some sort of value to you, even if it's something that, you know, it may not necessarily be whatever big move towards your goal, but like, People, I mean, unless you're like, oh, well, sometimes I do, you know, crack or something, which no judgment, but like <laughs> probably not something you want to casually do every now and again. Like, you know, that's something different. But like, if we're talking about watching a show or whatever, then like, mm-hmm. hey, sometimes you need that mental break. And who knows what type of inspiration you could get from watching those women on TV and going, you know what? If she knew this about spirituality, right. <laughs> if yeah. she knew this about such certain cultures that do this type of thing or whatever, she, you know, who knows? That might inspire some content. So I'm not saying it's completely worthless, but I'm saying is if you waste a whole day, because right. at the end of the day, it will be wasted if you've not made any progress towards your goal. Right? Absolutely. So does that box feel like it's helpful for you? Do you think like if you were able to write down some, some tasks in that box and then really begin to, to, to do them or delegate them or, you know, uh, to decide about them and put them on your calendar, would that help you sort of approach your to-do list a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The box will help. Um, and prior to the, the box, the questions, mm-hmm. uh, what, what were the three questions? The why questions. The, is, why, is the why questions. Yeah, it's just the why questions of who is my audience, what is my message, and how can I best deliver that according to my experiences and my knowledge, right? And then what? how do you begin to sort of just can, can continue to chisel away and narrow, narrow down at that and become, become like the thought leader in that thing. Right. Right? The thought leader in that particular thing. Because, you know, if you have it, think about like your health, right? Like if you, if you are, you know, going for a general checkup, then maybe you'll go to your primary care physician. But if you're going specifically because you hurt your foot, you're going to go to the foot specialist. Right. Because they know the feet. (laughs) And you want to go to the person who has dedicated their life to learning about the feet. Right. And do, you know, and all the things that happen with the feet and how you heal them and how you, whatever. And like, that's, that's who you, you want to sort of zero in. And it doesn't mean that they didn't go to medical school when they don't maybe have information about the shoulder, but they specialize in the feet. Right. You want to get to the point. Right. And so how do you become the voice that specializes in the thing that you want to talk about, your message? And then from there, you can do all the other stuff because it will, it will be applicable. hmm yeah, but we got to start. We have to start. Use what you have. Start where you are and do what you can. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But when you have your, you know what your foundation is and where you're going and what your purpose is, exactly. you, you're moving steadily towards that. Exactly. You know how Apple's like, well, we started in a garage or, right. you know, all of these people who, when we know them as the big brand, we hear their startup stories and we're like, oh, wow. But then like, we don't, we're not willing to start in the garage. It's like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> like, Where's the disconnect? Like, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. So if you got to sit in front of a window and get that good natural light shining into your phone and just get this video popping, then that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and if what you're saying is going to connect and land for people, I'm not going to be saying, oh, this is such great content, but I really wish she had a better background. Like, I'm not going to be saying that. I'm going to be drawn in by your message. And that's what's important. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I hope that was really helpful for you. Oh, that was so helpful for me. Good. Uh, yeah, the first thing I have to do is those why questions. Mm -hmm. I'm in the boxes, but um, what the, the why, you know, questions, that is literally what I've been missing. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like, why I've been stuck. Mm -hmm. um, because my goal, what I'm saying, is not specific. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes it very hard to pursue. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the boxes get it down to like the, you know, the, the practical, mm -hmm. you know, priorities. Mm -hmm. What are yeah. priorities or not? What kinds of prior priorities exactly. are they? Exactly. Um, when to pursue certain things? What mm -hmm. they you know, kind of maybe on the back burner? What can other people, what can I delegate to other people? So, um, this has been so helpful. Good. I'm so so glad. helpful. I'm glad. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Um, I want to keep up with you. So keep me, you know, just keep me posted um, as you make progress. If you have more questions, because both of these things, right, the, the box of the do and decide and delegate and delete that and also the why question those are ongoing exercises like you'll do it in the beginning and then you'll get going and then you'll have some experience and you'll build an audience and things will happen and then you'll revisit all this stuff and it just constantly evolves as you do right. so i'm going to be watching your journey and i hope that you you know keep me in the loop and who knows when we one day we'll be working together we're doing something you know, side by side girl i was just about to say <laughs> and I get it together which will be soon yeah. um, I'd love for, for you to be one of my interviewees yeah you are filled with wisdom and I'm I'm very very proud of you and I'm Thank thankful you. because this was literally exactly what I needed at exactly the right time <laughs> well congratulate yourself for following through and 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 doing it because again people people don't <laughs> people don't i'll just say that and so and you did so step one step one is complete <laughs> and now you get to go move on to the next level and i'm excited for you so i'm excited Good luck. <laughs> all right i'll talk to you soon, talk to you soon. bye Thanks so much for listening to the Real Matters of the Heart podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to submit your stories, questions, and comments, please send your email to hello at joyhearts.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at joyhearts.com. Also, don't forget to check out the Club of Hearts platform. 
by visiting patreon.com slash club of hearts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. For archived episodes of the podcast, please visit anchor.fm slash R-M-O-H. And don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave your comments on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.